You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 24th, 2020. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we know that Lysol is for trash cans and beer is for tummies. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. your vacation for this uh you know podcast thing we do there's no but, vacation from no. podcasting drift no. glass you know that no, we, we podcasted on our wedding day yeah yes we did we podcast through it was a friday and you've right. got to have a podcast that's what has to happen we we got a thing we have a we have a uh i think a um a contract sort of an understanding a moral obligation <laughs> almost to our listeners yeah. We're extremely kind and supportive and write us all kinds of good letters and occasionally an ass-kicking one. And we really feel that this is, especially now, especially when we're all hunkered down, yep. there's nothing going on in the news except just fucking nightmare sauce all day long to let you know that there are people uh, who have a microphone and who hopefully can give you some context and comfort and let you into our lives a little bit and just just talk like people talk. And, and uh, I feel so bad for people right now. I really do. I do. Particularly, I really do. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, one out of five New Yorkers has the coronavirus. I know. And, t- and would test positive if there were any tests. Right. And there are no And to, to have added to the burden of that, the claim by the Senate majority leader that somehow it's a bailout right. because of the politics of your state. That you are being bailed out and that bankruptcy is a better alternative. If you recall, that was Donald Trump's original plan for the national mm-hmm. debt. Right. He said, Here, you know, no one understands debt like me. I run up debt. I break casinos. I've had, I've had bankruptcies. Here's what we'll do. We'll declare bankruptcy as a country. Yeah, pennies China, on the dollar. You. We'll get pen- and, and, and it's great. And every single person who has any understanding above the level of a ferret had to say that's not how governments work and it is mm-hmm. absolutely how the reserve currency of planet earth doesn't work that way and he just doesn't understand how anything works and so crazy shit comes out of his mouth because there's no one left around him to tell him otherwise he's fired them all and well and this is i think the thing i know we've talked about the the challenge to capitalism that's going yeah. on right now of uh, there, there is no work. There is no way to generate economic activity in a pandemic. There's no. just no safe way to do that. No. And I can foresee uh, a decision being made at the United Nations that we just do declare a universal jubilee. Yeah, of, you know, we, jubilee. no one, no one has any ability to repay this because this is just. Oh, you know, over. And yet, if you do that, then <laughs> you have to forgive Puerto Rico, their debt from right. before the pandemic. Right. And there are people that just don't want to do that because they're making money off of one of the poorest spots on earth. Yeah, this is a species-wide um, debt that we owe to ourselves. And we're going right. to just wipe it away, forgive it, and start over again. Yeah. But if you do that, then you've got 
you know, the the banking system has to reset in a really bad way for the right people. Yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. who were first in line to get the the payday loans, the the uh PPP loans, you know, the the banks treated them with extra special care and got them to the front of the line. There was something else I was going to say about that. Oh, I know. Uh, France, Poland, and Portugal. Did you hear about this this morning? Uh, uh, <laughs> did, they, did they walk into a bar? Because I've heard that one. They walked into a bar. They into a bar, and they said, "If your company is registered in oh, a yeah. tax haven, yeah. uh-huh. you don't get a bailout from our national government. Mm-hmm. You don't get to come in and dip into our treasury." When you have been avoiding taxation for your whole company's creation, you don't get to do that. And, uh, you know, no one ever could have predicted that there would be some sort of advantage to actually paying your taxes as a corporation yeah. uh, rather than registering in Zug, Switzerland or St. John's or the mm-hmm. Cayman Islands yeah. where the banks wrote the law. In the United States, the banks wrote the law for St. John's, you know, that, no, this is where we get to stash our wealth. Yeah, this is where we park our wealth to keep to keep it out of the greedy hands of the American tax uh, system yep. so that we can pay for roads and bridges and yeah, airlines and yeah. health That's why if I was President Elizabeth Warren, I would <laughs> use the U.S. military to invade those places oh, yeah. Yeah. and take their computers back with me. And then you could apply to the U.S. federal government for your money back minus 30 percent. Right. You know, that's it. Uh, we'd solve we'd solve the national debt right away. Um, Drift Clash, you've written a lot of wonderful notes about our podcast today. I did read them. I want you to know. Oh, my God. You read the notes? Oh, I crap. read them. I no. usually don't do that. I usually yeah. want it to be a surprise. <laughs> and Drift yeah. Class said to me, no, you have to read the notes today. So, uh, Lysenkosism. Yes. This is something I've been (laughs) writing for literally for years about Uh the Republican Party. It's uh, Trofim Lysenko uh, was Stalin's geneticist. Ah. And he told Stalin the shit that Stalin wanted to believe. Um, It was uh, politically, ideologically necessary that... Uh, you could inherit acquired traits. That was something the party wanted to believe. That's something Stalin wanted to believe. Right. And so so if I dye my hair blonde, then my children will be blonde, yeah, right? Yeah. If you chop, <laughs> if you take enough rats and you cut their tails off and breed them, eventually you'll have tailless rats, which is not how genetics works. And uh, but that was not what the dear leader wanted to hear. The dear leader mm-hmm. wanted to hear that that it is how genetics works. So he, as far as I uh, understand the literature. Killed all the scientists who said otherwise and promoted uh, Trofim Lychenko. Uh, the, the, the science, this mythology is called Lamarckism, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but promoted this guy to be his geneticist and gave him funding and gave him state, you know, state support, blah, 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 blah. And of course, it set Soviet genetic science back 50 years because that right. isn't how fucking science works. That is exactly where we are now. And oh, it, yeah, it is. Um, quite astonishing to see um, people that it's gotten so bad, Republican constant, constant lying and Donald Trump daily freak show, you know, telling people to try Lysol in your cooter because that might work. Or maybe, um, you know, that episode of Star Trek, remember that episode of Star Trek, Operation Annihilate where Spock goes blind. Just do that. Just do that. (laughs) Just go near the sun enough to kill the thing and you'll be fine. And, Right, Dr. Burks? And you just see this woman 
just the last shred of her soul leave her body. Leave her body. And then yep. the next day when people are – people, you the Lysol Corporation had to publish a press release saying, please don't inject our stuff into your body. It will kill you. Please don't gargle with bleach. It's bad for you. Um, the next day, President Cornered Rat says, I, I never said that. I was just by, it was a sarcastic question. I was giving a sarcastic answer to a reporter's, you know, shitty question. Except there was no question. There was no reporter. It was just Donald fucking Trump freestyling. In, right. But he has now surrounded himself with a bunch of Lysenkos who will tell him whatever he wants to believe is true. Sure, their yeah. Paycheck, their paycheck depends on nothing else but making him yeah. content or i will throw you say. to the mob or i will right. throw you to the mob right. i will feed you to the to the, the the mob of lunatics that the republican party is uh or right. you can stand behind me and tell me that i'm the greatest living person on earth ever in history those are your the two tires choices. the tires on the bus no longer touch the road for all the bodies he has thrown under it absolutely no. not yeah and and yeah. it's it's and the new york times was johnny on the spot today uh because the New York Times, as I'm sure you all know by now, is written by an algorithm that just says Republicans did something horrible and unforgivable, but probably some other people will disagree. So we're not going to tell you which is which. We're just going to say, who knows? So originally, the New York Times responded to Donald Trump telling people, hey, try Lysol, try disinfectant. You can inject it into your body or some bright light that can shine right through you at whatever or, you know, strap yourself to a tanning bed for a month. You know, that might work. Um, which, of course, followed the hydrochloroquine disaster, which was pimping a a chemical cure that doesn't work, that leads to death of people that they used on, I believe, veterans to experiment to see if how that works. And it, the problem was some died and, and there were heart problems and it didn't cure anything. Right. So right. it's one. Well, it's it's used in severe cases of lupus. Yeah. And malaria. And, yeah. and right. There are reasons to use it. Oh, yeah. If you're going to die anyway, this will help. And you, under very carefully not, controlled circumstances. Right. right. And just, now people with lupus can't get the drug. But just so, yeah. this asshole just spinning one snake oil remedy that he pulls out of his ass uh, after another, after another, and the entire Republican Party falling in line behind him. And then it turns out to have been incredibly dangerous and completely wrong. And the medical professionals are saying, please, for God's sakes, don't do what this lunatic says. And then the Republican Party, they're responding today by passing around copies of Breitbart and the Washington Times, the Mooney Times, as you know it, which says basically you didn't see what you saw. You didn't hear what you heard. He and didn't just, say what he said. No, just yeah. suicidal level of self-delusion and doublethink, which, as I've said before, will come as a complete surprise to anyone who hasn't paid any attention to the Republican Party for the last right. 30 years right. and to a bunch of never-Trumpers who want you to believe that history began in 2006. So the New 16. York Times... Uh, history now began in 2016. Yeah. Yes. Well, this, is, this, is their this is their habit. Every two years, they restart yeah. history to get yeah. out of all this crazy shit they said. But the New York Times said, first, some experts believe this advice is dangerous because New York Times... Yeah. And they were dragged so hard on social media. The New York Times later deleted the tweet and admitted there are actually no other experts on the other side of this question. No one in their right mind thinks this is right. But it is so Well, ingrained. it was because the word some experts trended on right. Twitter. And, it, you know? it, and someone ran into the office of Arthur Oxschulberg II, or third, the guy who now runs the place, and said, and said we're screaming. We have to do something because this... This is the limit to both siderism. 
Yep. This is the absolute limit. We can't just keep fucking lying to people that there are two sides to every story and there's valid opinions on all sides. This, there's no valid opinion. There's no expert on earth that says gargling with Clorox or injecting Lysol will help you. And that's the Well, and time. someone replied to that announcement. Someone tweeted, you know, we finally lim- limits of both siderism. And someone replied with a quote from the New York Times from the John Yu era. Yeah. Of the only legal expert anyone could find arguing the point for Bush was John Yu. Yeah. And the New York Times reported legal experts disagree. Right. And on this happened? issue, John, you got a, a lifetime tenure at Pepperdine, I think. Yep. And and, he, uh, and the torture memo was written. You know, it's OK to torture people. Well, and he got a job, I believe, at The Washington Post. He's a, he's a yeah. columnist yeah. because yeah. they are they're a separate country. They don't the, the, the lives there's, of people out here in the world yeah. don't affect them at all. Um, I don't know if you want to dive deep into the USA Today article, the, the spread the plague protesters, but. Uh, I got well, I do want to talk about Wisconsin quite a bit today. Oh, please. So uh, particularly about how uh, the the not practicing social distancing, right. white-haired white people mm-hmm. <laughs> of the who are dedicated state party Republicans yes. in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Yes. This is this is the base in Repu- Republican base in Wisconsin. And they are marching and protesting and uh, want to be exempted from any shutdown orders because rural states don't, rural counties don't have this yet. Yeah. They're plague rats is what so they are. They, yeah, so they came into Madison mm-hmm. <laughs> to breathe the air and stand real close together. And then I guess they're going to go back out to their farms. And like you said, they're going to spread the virus. Right. And uh, no masks, no covers, no social distancing, et cetera. And, uh, not a lot of people were there. Not a it was it wasn't a even a Tea Party rally in terms of numbers. No, but uh, everyone looked exactly the same in terms of uh, age co- cohort. Yep, and race and yep. uh, ethnic background. Just yep, they're all cut right out of the same cloth. The organizer of this particular rally begged people not to bring confederate flags and ak-47s and people still did please please no well because of the optics and he said it's because of the optics i understand that the confederate flag is basically about states rights he said right when you know when i hear that and as one of my colleagues at crooks and liars said when i hear that i hear the confederate flag is totally about black people get to be slaves Right. That's all get it's about. To be, get to be slaves right. because I'm white and I decided that it's okay. Yeah. It's the traitor flag of a group of yep. losers that these people yep. just won't fucking give up on because that's right. who they are. Because white nationalism is right. the thing. That's what they want. So mm-hmm. I want you to talk about Charlie Sykes and, oh, the, and the bulwark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you would, go into the bunker of the bulwark and tell sure. us all about what, what they're saying. Well. Charlie Sykes is a longtime, like 20-year veteran of Wisconsin conservative talk radio. Right. Specifically Retired. Wisconsin, folks. Specifically Wisconsin. Yeah. And, and I have made it, as as I made it my mission once upon a time to keep track of the daily um, abuses and uh, molestations of journalism committed by David Brooks. Um, and that's been going on for 15 years now. 
um, I have decided to make it my mission to keep track of the Never Trump movement. And the Never Trump movement has a headquarters in the Bulwark podcast, the Bulwark website. This is that all the people from the Weekly Standard went over to a place after the Weekly Standard was destroyed, um, took the mailing list, took all the funders, took all the talent, went over and started their own podcast and their own network. And they have been working really hard to pretend that Republican history began in 2016. And they have a huge they have a huge budget relative to you and me or really anybody else. Well, they- I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. I don't think that they're saying that Republican history started in 2016. No. I think they are imagine they are asking us to imagine that a whole new political movement yes, called Trumpism that is that is created was created in 2016, which has nothing to do yes. with the traditional Republican Party yes. of conservative patriots like Charlie Sykes. Well, and you know, listening to him today, as I, as I in one ear, as I'm doing laundry and disinfecting the house and doing what I do listening to today's Bulwark podcast, so you don't have to, um, <laughs> pining for the good old reasonable idea-driven Republican politics of Paul Ryan. You know, the good old days of libertarian crackpot supply-side bullshit Paul Ryan. But I'm um, a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, the numbers <laughs> you are giving us are fucking made up. That's why the numbers <laughs> work. That's why your party loves them. But Charlie Sykes um, and the Bulwark podcast has is falling into a regular rhythm. Uh, part of it is, it's not my fault. It's yep. not my fault. I know I hear on social media every day, you built this, Charlie. Well, not from me, because, of course, he blocked me years ago mm-hmm. for saying exactly mm-hmm. this. But you, mm-hmm. people say this, but that's not true. You know, and he goes on at great length and he invites people on to agree with him. That, <laughs> that no, we didn't know. We never knew. We never knew. This never happened. We had no idea. Um, Tom Nichols, who also blocks me because I also pointed this out to him. Uh, went on there recently, like this week. They, they do a podcast a day, so it's it's tough to keep up. Um, saying that for 30 years, conservatives never asked each other, what kind of person are you? Uh, what kind of conservatism do you believe in? What kind of citizen are you? We just never knew. We had peace and prosperity. Everything was going great. So we never bothered to ask each other, what, you know, what, what do you actually believe in? And then comes Trump. And oh, my God, we suddenly find out there's a whole bunch of people that we thought we knew that we never knew. Subtext. And, of course, this is just being nodded and agreed to and nodded and agreed to by Charlie Sykes, who runs the podcast. Subtext is Tom Nichols never listened to Rush Limbaugh, never watched Fox News, never stuck his fucking head out of the window and listened to anybody on radio, never heard of Regnery Press, never read Breitbart, never read the Weekly Standard, and is completely unfamiliar with a guy named Newt Gingrich, who took over the party 25 years ago. So that's their alibi is we never knew. We never Mm -hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. And 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 part of the the protocols they enforce at the bulwark, which seem pretty rigid, are you're never to use the R word. Right. Never right. ever. They have a speech code. My God, I thought they hated those things, but they have a speech code. And the word Republican is all but forbidden. It's Trumpers or Trump supporters or Trumpism or Trumpist, but never Republicans. So when Tom Nichols claims to be astonished. That Donald Trump has an electoral floor of somewhere between thirty-eight and forty percent. He is safely shielded from every any liberal asshole like me from pointing out that wait a minute, thirty-eight to forty percent is basically the entire Republican Party. You yep. missed you missed the the 
perversion and deviancy and and bastardization and monsterization of the entire Republican Party, your party. The only thing you ever did in your fucking life in this context is claim to be an expert on conservatism and the mm-hmm. Republican Party. And mm-hmm. you are admitting that you never had any. So my question is, why is anyone listening to these people? Well, here's the answer. They are uh, self-proclaimed. Their, jo- their job is going to be to set history right. Because oh, yeah. And bring the country together. That's Oh, yeah. So Tom that's Nich- going to be their mantra. Yeah. And so Tom Nichols, um, if this sounds weirdly familiar, uh, it should, because we were talking about Katie Abram back in 2009. Katie mm-hmm. Abram at the beginning of the Tea Party movement. Katie Abram, who's suddenly a beloved child of the Tea Party movement. Katie Abram, who didn't want her country to become Soviet Russia because of Obamacare. And right. who swore on her life that she never talked about politics or thought about politics, was unaware of it. She somehow slept through 9-11 and slept through two wars and slept through the $2 trillion bill the Republican Party racked up. And she slept through tax cuts for the wealthy. And she slept through another bunch of tax cuts. And then she slept through Katrina. And then she slept through everything, Terry Schiavo, everything, only to wake up in full flower of righteous patriotism the minute the black guy took the oath of office. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. what she would have you believe. Now, Tom Nichols is worse because he is swearing that he didn't know about any of that or had any opinion about that or or really was unaware of any of that, plus all the shit the Republicans pulled during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. He was apparently not aware of birtherism or death panels or anything. For 30 years, who knew this was going on? Who knew this was happening? Well, if that's your answer, Tom, then shut the fuck up and go away because I knew. My wife knew, pretty much every liberal mm-hmm. knew, and mm-hmm. and the, the screaming crackpot lefties out here were trying to warn you all this time. This is your party, man. This is what you're – every time you dig in and tell us that we're alarmist and we're nuts, this was what we were trying to warn you. If we, we used it in more and more explicit language, we shouted louder and louder, and you told us to sit down and shut up. And mm-hmm. here's the problem. They are focused on – Literally, their their great fear is that all of the stuff Trump does is being memory hold. That no one will remember this stuff once the smoke clears. So their mission is to create the history of our time so that everyone knows that Donald Trump's a liar and a monster and Lysol and this and this and this. All of which is fine. The problem is their history begins in 2016. Right. They don't want to talk about and they will not invite anyone near one of their microphones to talk about Anything that happened prior to 2016, they've created a bubble exactly like the bubble they lived in before Donald Trump was there. Well, because Donald Trump looms so large on the uh, noise machine Mm -hmm. that the conservative movement has right now, Mm -hmm. that uh, it'll be easy, they think, to lance him from their story once he's gone. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that in this AstroTurf movement. Uh, oh, yeah. The USA Today article, I want you to talk about this because this, <laughs> this is so important. This is so critical to the Burn the Lifeboats movement. Yeah. Laying at the feet of the Republican Party, Donald Trump and the Republican voter yeah. who put him in office. Yes, this they did build this. And there's a long, and I've gotten, I don't know, 200 emails today, I guess, <laughs> about, <laughs> oh, dude, this USA Today article. Isn't this exactly what you said would happen? I'm like, yep, this is exactly yep. what we said was going to happen. Yeah. They're out there. They're, they're, they're a bunch of just grassroots organizers. And 
USA Today really just is shit. I mean, they devoted, I don't know, full page article, two page article on um, comparing this to the upstart Tea Party. It has a strong Tea Party vibe. It's very similar to the Tea Party. And it's just a bunch of- Without recognizing bunch- the millionaire funding and the right. million dollars that Glenn Beck got to promote the Tea Party and the Fox News personalities who attended Tea Party rallies around the country yeah. and gave free airtime to promoting those rallies. Well, and right? the Freedom Caucus guy, I believe that's right, the head of the Freedom Caucus guy, the Freedom Caucus, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Freedom Works, the head of the Freedom Works guy <laughs> being quoted in the article saying, there's nobody in charge of this, it's all just fucking grassroots. And, and he's from Freedom Works. He's Freedom from Works. the Dick Army Group Freedom Works yeah. that funded the Tea Party. <laughs> so, but there's, there, but implicit, no, not implicit, but woven into this article are all of how a, a memory of how the Tea Party just sprang into existence. It was a spontaneous, organic thing that just happened overnight. And again, that is this is the danger of letting monsters, whether they are uh, Donald Trump's people, or whether they're um, uh, Charlie Sykes' people. Write history for you because 10 years later, what's remembered? The Tea Party was a spontaneous grassroots movement that just came into being because people were just gall darn fed up and it wasn't uh, partisan. Uh, no, no, these were all independents. These were all constitutional conservative independents. And by God, in that middle of that article, don't you find someone who says, This isn't about parties. I'm not a Republican. I'm a constitutional conservative. I'm an independent. Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> lying sack of shit. You are a Republican down to your fucking shoe tops and you damn well know it. But now they're they're building the lifeboats. There are two sets of lifeboats. One is for the people who are out there trying to infect everybody else, the plague bearers. Who well, are they're going to say they never liked the tweeting, you know. They never liked the tweeting. They were behind Donald Trump in principle. This is a grassroots Because we movement. want to make America great again. But Donald Trump turned out to be disappointing to us. And, and so there's that lifeboat that they're building for themselves uh, with no guidance or help from any national organization, God forbid. <laughs> and there's the other lifeboat, which is going to run right next to theirs, which is the Never Trump lifeboat, which is, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's bad. We admit it's bad. God, it's bad. But this is, he's not a Republican. He's not a conservative. We had nothing to do with this. This wasn't us at all. And they're and, they're, and watch carefully mm-hmm. for the shaming of liberals and Democrats. Right. That you're going to be shame. The attempt is going to be made to shame us because we're divisive and not wanting to bring the country Why are you back so together hateful? again. Why are you, Why so, are you hateful? so hateful? And yeah. and I would refer anyone saying that to you mm-hmm. to the Laura Ingram show. Yeah. Yes. And just force that person to watch half an hour of Laura Ingram and tell us who is actually dividing the country. Well, I, I do believe the country should be brought together on the bones of the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> on the graveyard, on the, on the ash heap of history where the Republican Party is dead and buried forever. And everyone who supported it, everyone who brought us to this place, everyone who built this thing, whether they're going with Donald Trump all the way off the cliff or swearing they had no idea that things were so bad, even the, even that they, they were drawing a paycheck to make it that bad, all they have to do is walk around with an R tattooed to their forehead the rest of their life <laughs> so that we know you, who you are. We can see you from a distance. And we know that when you gather in small groups, you're out to destroy this country because I've said before – Never underestimate how deeply conservatives hate this country. Well, um, and never underestimate how much they will erase all memory of what they did and how they voted. Well, and th- thank you for that. There's one more thing I want to add to the the bulwark thing, the Tom yeah. Nichols. Tom mm-hmm. Nichols, um, his brain is so broken that on this podcast with Charlie Sykes, he still swears that, quote, everything is precedent. 
that while Trumpers are enjoying, I'm now I'm sort of freestyling. But this is this is roughly what he said. I'm going to write up a long post about this that won't be published at the Bulwark. I'll tell you that. Um, that while <laughs> Trump, Bass, he never gets published at the Bulwark. <laughs> I, I I never get published at the Bulwark. Ten years later, people say, "Oh shit, you saw this coming, didn't you?" And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I yeah. really kind of did. Well, why didn't you put in the paper? I said, have you read the New York Times? Have you read the Washington Post? <laughs> they don't want to hear from me. Both sides. They want to hear about both sides. They want to. They want to plagiarize from me ten years later, but they don't yeah, want to put yeah. me in on a on a byline. Uh, but he is so broken that he believes his salvation is precedent, because while the Trumpers are currently enjoying owning the libs, they won't have a leg to stand on if a President Biden says that he has complete authority to do X, Y, or Z. Really. What sort – how will Mike Lee and Ted Cruz cope with a President Biden who just says, well, Trump did it, so I get to do it? And to that I say, you really haven't paid any fucking attention to your own party at all, have you? Yeah, Every really. precedent your party established for Bush and, and Reagan, they threw right out the window when, when Bill Clinton was president. Suddenly right. it was investigate, investigate, investigate. Anything a president does, no matter how minor, a hint – if there's a hint of scandal, must be – we're going to go after your Christmas card list. We're going to go after your land deals. Everything must mm-hmm. be scrutinized. Everything. That was what you you believed in your heart. That was what you swore on the lives of your children was important. The minute Bill Clinton left office, you threw all that away. And yeah. Bill Clinton who? We don't know who that is. Uh, what happened? Well, and the perfect exam- example of that, Drift Class, I actually uh-huh. retweeted Sean Hannity yesterday yeah. because, you know, there are 10 Democratic senators who want to investigate oh, yeah. how Donald Trump, rep- <laughs> you know, how yeah, Donald yeah. Trump has handled the COVID-19 crisis. Uh-huh. Thus it begins. Yes. It's a tragedy. This is just terrible. Mm-hmm. The, the witch hunt, again, a witch hunt, another witch hunt so from sad. from the Democratic Senate. So As sad. if somehow there's a Democratic Senate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> witch hunt, witch hunt, hysteria. Uh-huh. That's Sean Hannity, who uh, has also made it into the news this week mm-hmm. uh, because there's a study from uh, the University of Chicago that shows that people that watch Hannity yeah. are more likely to die from COVID. We're sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, relative to Tucker Carlson, who uh, took the... Uh, COVID-19 cases serious, more seriously than Hannity did. And uh, Hannity dismissed it as a Democratic hoax. Mm -hmm. And Tucker Carlson looked at it, I guess, from an epidemiological standpoint. Well, Hannity viewers, people, I I guess there are people that don't watch both of them because. Because Tucker Carlson's too liberal, I guess. Too liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But this idea of, of precedent meaning anything to a Republican. Mm-hmm. Goes all again. It goes back to Bush, Reagan, which they jettisoned for Clinton, and then Clint. All the things they said they believed for Clinton, they jettisoned the minute George Bush became president. Suddenly, oversight, mm-hmm. oversight. We don't care tax cuts, deficits. Who who gives a shit about that? Um, Light us into the wrong war. You want to hold hearings? What are you a monster? Right. Why don't you support the troops? Why don't you support the president? What's wrong with you, you traitors? You monsters? You you backstabbing surrender monkeys? Eight years of that, and then. The black guy puts his hand on the Bible suddenly. Oh, my God, where do these deficits come from? We need to get right. rid of these deficits right away. Oh, my God, he's his executive authority. Oh, my God, he probably isn't even legitimate. He probably wasn't even born here. Again, everything that people like Tom Nichols said they believed when George Bush was president, they jettisoned immediately because they don't have any fucking principles. So precedent doesn't mean anything for them. So eight years of, of birtherism and obstruction – and and death panels and tan suits and and constant hysteria from the right and 
constant threats of war because Barack Obama is going to come and take your guns away. And then, of course, they nominate and elect the king of the birthers. And everything they said they believed under Obama goes right out the window. Precedent doesn't mean shit to Republicans, Tom, at all. They're just going to say it never happened. We were never there. I never told you to drink bleach. And they're going to move <laughs> on because that's what your party has been doing for your entire fucking adult life. And the fact that you didn't notice that doesn't reflect well on you, Tom. It makes you out to be either a complete idiot or a, a soulless uh, a huckster, a, a con. Well, and, and Donald Trump talking about disinfectant and bleach got everybody to stop talking about him recommending hydrochloroquine. Yeah. yeah. It's, see, it's, that's not a curve you want to be on because eventually yeah. it's going to be, right. just shoot your dick off. Just take a gun yeah. and shoot your dick off. <laughs> that might work. And then then it, then it gets to be, again, another drift class parody, which was, yes. you know what, yes. you know what? You know what liberals, you know what really liberals would hate? Putting that gun in your mouth. They'd really hate that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. We don't want to go there. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I wrote, did that as a stick figure post. You did that as a joke. Eight years yes. ago. Eight years ago. Um, yeah. And ta and uh, Charlie Pierce talking about, you know, if, if Trump told them to throw themselves into a live volcano, they'd do it. I'm like, yeah. You know what? I wrote that. I wrote that seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of this week just going to my old posts, pulling the shit I said was going to happen. Clipping it and putting it on Twitter, which is basically a fire hose of everybody. But yeah, it is yeah. a little exhausting to, instead of focusing on new stuff I want to write, mm -hmm. pulling stuff from my own archives going, told you so, told you so, yep, this is going right. to happen. And watching, watching as the Republican base does exactly what you knew they were going to do all along and the Republican elites – do exactly what we told you they were going to do all along. And, and well, and that's the thing. I think I think the Republican elites are somewhat shocked yeah, by how quickly social media is calling them out for having cashed all those checks with the Tea Party and not being a grassroots movement. And uh, I hope that continues. I hope people will watch for words that are used instead of Republican. Uh -huh. I had to say to a woman who's on our side, who's a total great liberal yeah, and she lives in Oregon and she said, I'm just so glad my governor's not an idiot. And I said, you misspelled Republican. Yeah. Yep. I'm doing and the same thing. Yep. you've got to just keep reminding people, don't make this uh, generic. You know, this is, this is about with the possible dis exception of Mike DeWine in Ohio. Yes. I had a, conversation with my sister this week who lives in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And she said, I didn't know anything about him. And, <clears throat> and she's not, you know, I say, I say she's not a political person. I say that about people. Uh, but my sister doesn't follow politics daily like I do. She's, right. she's a concerned citizen, but she doesn't follow politics daily. She said, I really didn't know anything about him except he was a Republican and I didn't vote for him. Right. But he, Mike DeWine has had hearings, uh, you know, briefings every day. It's based on science and what the doctors say. And I do believe that he's trying to save lives. And you have to give him credit. I said, I said to her, uh, Donald Trump is underwater by 26 points in Ohio. And therefore, Mike DeWine can do what he wants. Yeah, exactly. He's safe. You know, that, that's that. why. Yep. And uh, so otherwise, <laughs> yeah. be very cautious about using words like idiot or uh, even conservative. Make sure that you recognize this is a party and this party has a problem. It has a lot of problems. Problem of white nationalism, racism, bigotry, mm -hmm. and just a denial of science, a denial of experts, and a president who, so-called president, who was totally incapable of making this not about him, mm -hmm. making it about the American people, 
I mean, he hasn't expressed sympathy for the dead. Well, he's the victim here, Blue Gal. You understand? I, exactly. The worst, the worst victim of all is Donald Trump because yeah. people don't appreciate how, how much he's done for this country. Just ask any Republican on social media. He's the real victim. They're the real victims. Um, our, before we get to the story of Mr. Electrico, which we promised our listeners last week, um, our local congressperson has voted against the Select Coronavirus Oversight Committee in the House. He did? Uh, he's got to go. And we got a big, huge, each one of us got a big, huge mailing from Rodney Davis. We did. We feel so privileged and loved that he, the guy who wants to take our health care away. And we've gotten two phone calls from the Betsy Dirksen Lonergan campaign asking oh, yeah. what we can do for you. Is there anything we can do? Anything yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. And she's not in office yet. She's not in office. Rodney Davis is in office and Rodney Davis is very busy voting against congressional oversight for Donald Trump, Donald Trump. and trying to take my health care away from my family. Yep. So Rodney Davis can suck it because he's not going to be in office at the end of go. He's got to go. I'd He's like to add to go. on that sort of local note and Republican mm-hmm. note, I would like to add <laughs> that there is – I have seen um, and sensed in my spidey sense kind of way um, a lot of tension, uh, especially with some local businesses that yes. don't – we don't want this to be political, but please stop trying to destroy the post office. <laughs> Like, because I know, need it for my business. I need it for my business. I need it, for my bu- I needed it before this and I right. need it after this. I and need I'm, it know, for my business. Or I'm the yes. child of a post office official and the post office is wonderful. And I need it for my business. And I saw it on NPR, which is neither left nor right. It's uh-huh. right down the middle. And it is this incredible. This is especially true of living in Trump country is local businesses are directly affected by the policies of of the, Repub- of the Republican friends and neighbors who voted to put this monster in office. One of the things that the monsters in D.C. that your friends and neighbors elected are trying to do is destroy the post office. And these local businesses can't use the R word. Yeah. They can't say the problem is the fucking Republicans. The problem is that guy on the Chamber of Commerce who's a bundler for the fucking Republican Party. Exactly. He's the and guilty a bundler one for here. Rodney Davis. And he should be calling up his friend, Rodney Davis, to whom he has given a big healthy check mm-hmm. and say, don't destroy the post office. I need it for my business. Right. And they can't say that. So they have to say, I don't want this to be political. Right. It's not. This is not neither. This is about right and wrong, not left. This or is right. what independent right constitutional issue. conservatives who never like the tweeting want to say, so that they are not well, accountable for the results of their voting and their donations. And this is Absolutely. where this is where both siderism journalism from the New York Times yep. to the State Journal to NPR in yep. Springfield has gotten us, where it is so terrifying, so forbidden to mention that this is all the fault of one political party. Because it's so important to appear, appear, appear unbiased that when you re- simply report what is happening, you sound like a liberal. Right. Because, it's like, because no, Donald Trump did tell you to put disinfectant in your body. Right. Yeah. And so they're so terrified of, of appearing anywhere but the dead center. And the center is now, by the way, truly dead. That yep. they have to force themselves into these weird locutions as if the Republican Party didn't exist. This is and there's just there's just some alien force out there that's trying to kill the post office that has nothing to do with the people you voted for and put into office. Mm-hmm. And your neighbors mm-hmm. did. And that that somehow that would be rude to point out to your neighbors, who, in my experience, never have a hard time sharing their political opinions with me. Right. 
right. um, that they are the problem. Well, and both sides are equally bad. Right, it's class. just so sad. It is so sad. <laughs> Why can't Andrew you be class, nice? Andrew Class, I also want you to talk about that state house member because our governor is doing a great job. Oh, God. He has, yeah. he has shut down the state for another 30 days to sure. the end of May. And he's he has partially opened up something. Everyone in grocery stores is going to have to wear a mask mm-hmm. as of May 1st. Yep. He's also opened up some things where some other stores will be able to do curbside drop-off and Mm -hmm. curbside purchases that were not able to do it, including yarn stores. That's how I found out about it. Yeah. Um, The yarn mafia got to him. He's in the pocket of big yarn, Blue Gal. Pocket of big yarn. But I want you to talk about Representative Darren Bailey. Oh, yeah. Representative Darren Bailey did a little uh, video of himself in front of uh, uh, the, the government building where he works or something like that. Just... He's a he's a patriot, blue gal. He's <laughs> District 109, uh, and he filed a lawsuit against evil Governor J.B. Pritzker. <laughs> enough is enough. I filed this lawsuit on behalf of myself and my constituents who want to go out and die. No, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. Who are ready to go back to work and resume a normal life. <laughs> this is district is located in the Wabash Valley and includes all of Edwards, Jasper, Richland, Wabash, Wayne, and White County is a part of Effingham and Lawrence. So I'm not sure we can ever go back to Effingham again, darling. There's I'm really sorry. an Effingham, by the way. There really is. Because yeah. they won't say it. They won't swear. They won't say it. Yeah. So Effingham. we love Effingham. They have a wonderful restaurant there that we like to go hotel. to. We sometimes we do a little one night, you know, when we scrape together enough of our of What's our, the name of that restaurant again? Uh, the Firefly, I believe. The Firefly Grill. Yeah. 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 It's a farm to table restaurant it's in nice Effingham. Uh, yeah. We also, we also had a protest here. Uh, which is kind of generous <laughs> calling it a protest. There were about 50 people. I looked at the pictures. I'd say 30. Uh, yeah. But it's... it's and, lo- and it was very much like the Wisconsin protest. Yes. In terms of the age and uh, whiteness of the people attending. Very old, very white. A lot of guys. A lot of guys who were like... And, you know, it's just this whole thing where you can just see your your Republican credentials and your Trump, you know, Pence 2020 mm-hmm. ass hanging out of your pants... Mm-hmm. swearing mm-hmm. that you're a fucking independent and you don't want this to be, we don't want to be pawns in someone else's movement. We don't want to, this is all just spontaneous. Yeah. You know what? And yet it was some guy in Florida that designed the headers for all of these yeah. Facebook pages. Well, And it might be yeah. spontaneous for you because you're a dumbass. Yeah. And you read it on else. Facebook and decided right. to go downtown. Right. Well, sounds good. I want to be Patreon too. But yeah, right. The actual idea of putting a bunch of people as plague rats into the, <laughs> into the public square to protest communists like me, I suppose is, is so fucking Republican down to its bones that, and again, I, I, I don't, I don't expect any better from these people. No, really well, their don't. entire politics has always been based on grievance. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we're the real victims here and just, that's nonsense. You're, you're just, taking, most of them are taking a state pension in Springfield. Right. All I want, I don't expect any, I've never expected, I've never been disappointed by Republicans acting like Republicans. I've never been surprised. Yeah. It's never shocked yeah. me. Um, but yeah. it, it continues to just drive me nuts that these people get coverage in the news as something legitimate rather than hey, right. a bunch and of a brand new movement. Yes, yeah. right. Um, right. That's what bothers uh, And me. I want to thank, I want to thank uh, Governor Cuomo of New York for pointing that out. Yeah. He pointed out a couple of really important yes, things this week. As he did. To Mitch McConnell about how New York pays more than they get from the federal government into the tax stream. And 
Kentucky does not. So we are well, actually bailing you out every year, Mitch McConnell. And, and the context for that is Mitch McConnell wants states to go bankrupt. Right. We talked about that at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. He does. So that was his suggestion. Yeah. Uh, and and then he also pointed out to a uh, intrepid reporter who kept asking him, well, isn't the isn't the cure worse than the disease? He said, no, the disease is death. Yeah. Is uh, losing is losing economically worse than death? No, it's yeah. death. This disease is death. And it's not only death for you, it's death for me. It's death for uh, other people. You will be killing other people if you are a not asymptomatic carrier of this virus. You will be responsible for death. That is flag. the worst thing that can happen is I death. A, I have a little <laughs> yellow flag that says don't tread on me. Yeah. What about that? Well, okay, great, good for you. Yes. You know and what? so and so he pointed this out and and he said the media wants to make this about the protesters said this and the governor said that mm-hmm. that all the governor is saying is death this right. is causing death and there is nothing worse than death I, um, I, I have seen a variation of that Gaston flag that says don't spread on me so don't spread on me there you yeah. go well, I think and we got snake- a letter from I want to talk about this letter from Ed and then I want you to talk about Mr. Electric, oh sure okay? sure 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 we're running out of time. Uh, Ed in Ohio, Ohio, my old stomping ground. I was born in Ohio, everybody, in Ravenna, raised in Kent. And uh, Ed wrote us from Ohio and said, hey there, after years, I'm writing you for the first time. First, turning to the Internet during the Bush reign of terror for a voice of reason and common sense among all the chaos. I quickly discovered you. It's been some time since the first listening your, to your honest, not safe for work take on the Republicans lying, cheating fuckery. I am a more informed person because of it. Well, thank you. I received my check for the Trump virus damages. And so please accept a percentage of it for your excellent work. Wish it could be more. Hope it helps. Now I must admit, looking at my checkbook balance makes me feel dirty. I got to go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate that, Ed. Well, uh, and uh, want to remind everybody, uh, please, may, if you do write us a small check uh, at any time, make it out to the professional left. That's what right. our bank account says. And uh, we we snuck your check in, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ed. <laughs> It was made out to Drift Glass and Blue Gal, and we just kind of. I made, I made sad puppy eyes through the window. Yeah. Oh, you know <laughs> the me. Window. We go to church together. You can trust me. Oh, okay, you can fine. trust me. All right. We'll run it through. Uh, but we appreciate that, Ed, very much. And uh, you can uh, write to us. We love hearing from you. And uh, anytime that we can uh, atone, help you atone sure. for the dirtiness you feel in your checking account, we're right. happy to do it. <laughs> Indulgences built all the cathedrals in Europe, so we're happy, happy, happy to take your check and, res- and absolve check, you of all your sins. Absolve you, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a check from the Internal Revenue Service you did. today. You did. Pretty exciting. I opened it up thinking, oh boy, this is going to be a big chunk of change, and it was a dollar twenty-three. Yeah, I had op- I had overpaid our taxes by a dollar twenty-three, and they yeah. decided to send it back to us. Um, so we haven't received anything on the uh, Trump virus check front no, yet. So no, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't but expect any- to. I just I think we're on a list somewhere, and I don't think we're. <laughs> I don't you know. know. You might be on a black ball list of Donald Trump. Yeah. I want to give a bit of good news because you know there's yeah. a whole bunch of bad news. I want to shout yeah. out to workers in a Pennsylvania manufacturing plant mm-hmm. who clocked out after a month on the job. They lived oh, in the factory. Goodness. More than 40 employees. This is from CNN. More, more than 40 employees volunteered to spend 28 days 
at the Bascom America plant in Marcus Hook near Philadelphia to make polypropylene, a raw material needed to make N95 masks, medical gowns, and other protective gear. They went home on Sunday. And to them, I oh, say, Oh my goodness. Yay. They're just, God, there's so many amazing people doing amazing things. I, I'm close to tears. I really am. When I think of all yeah. the, I, we spent a lot of time talking about the people who are breaking this country and want to keep on breaking it. And the mayor of Las Vegas, <clears throat> Drift Blast. Oh, we God. didn't talk about, we didn't <laughs> talk about her. No, we didn't. You want to go ahead? Well, apparently, you know, she, dang it, she wants to reopen those casinos. And then Anderson Cooper asked, are you going to go to the casinos? And what did she say? Oh, not, I got a family. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. And That's you know what? a Republican answer. Except she's such not. She's a Republican she's answer. An, if you look at the Chiron, she's an independent, blue gal. I'm an independent. She is an All independent. Right. <laughs> so as promised last week, I'm reporting on the, uh, the origins of Mr. Electrico, which was a real person. As as you all know, my my uh, Twitter handle is Mr. Electrico, and that's borrowed from Mr. Ray Bradbury. And uh, this article from the Paris Review uh, with Ray Bradbury explaining the origins of his character was sent to me about a thousand times in the last two weeks. So I thought I'd share it with you. And uh, this is from the Paris Review article, which asked Ray Bradbury about the origins of the character named Mr. Electrico. And now I'm quoting the article. Yes, but he was a real man. That was his real name. Circuses and carnivals were always passing through Illinois during my childhood, and I was in love with their mystery. One autumn weekend in 1932, when I was 12 years old, the Dill Brothers combined shows came to town. One of the performers was Mr. Electrico. He sat in an electric chair, a stagehand pulled a switch, and he was charged with 50,000 volts of pure electricity. Lightning flashed in his eyes and his hair stood on end. The next day, I had to go to a funeral of one of my favorite uncles. Driving back from the graveyard with my family, I looked down the hill towards the shoreline of Lake Michigan, and I saw the tents and the flags of the carnival, and I said to my father, stop the car. He said, what do you mean? And I said, I have to get out. My father was furious with me. He expected me to stay with the family to mourn, but I got out of the car anyway, and I ran down the hill towards the carnival. It didn't occur to me at the time, but I was running away from death, wasn't I? I was running towards life. And there was Mr. Electrico sitting on the platform out in front of the carnival, and I didn't know what to say. I was scared of making a fool of myself. I had a magic trick in my pocket, one of those little ball and vase tricks, a little container that had a ball in it that you make disappear and reappear. And I got that out and asked, can you show me how to do this? It was the right thing to do. I made a contact. He knew he was talking to a young magician. He took it, showed me how to do it, gave it back to me. Then he looked at my face and said, would you like to meet those people in that tent over there? Those strange people? And I said, yes, sir, I would. So he led me over there and he hit the tent with his cane and said, clean up your language, clean up your language. He took me in and the first person I met was the illustrated man. Isn't that wonderful? The illustrated man. He called himself the tattooed man, but I changed his name later for my book. I also met the strong man, the fat lady, the trapeze people, the dwarf and the skeleton. They all became characters. Mr. Electrico was a beautiful man, see, because he knew that he had a little weird kid there who was 12 years old and wanted lots of things. 
We walked along Lake Shore, the shore of Lake Michigan, and he treated me like a grown-up. I talked of my big philosophies, and he talked of his little ones. Then we went out and sat on the dunes near the lake, and all of a sudden he leaned over and said, I'm glad you're back in my life. I said, what do you mean? I don't know you. He said, you were my best friend outside of Paris in 1918. You were wounded in the Ardennes, and you died in my arms. I'm glad you're back in the world. You have a different face, a different name, but the soul shining out of your face is the same as my friend. Welcome back. Now, why did he say that? Explain that to me. Maybe he had a dead son. Maybe he had no sons. Maybe he was lonely. Maybe he was an ironical jokester. Who knows? It could be that he saw the intensity with which I live. Every once in a while at a book signing, I see young boys and girls who are so full of fire that shines out of their faces, and you pay more attention to that. Maybe that's what attracted him. When I left the carnival that day, I stood by the carousel and watched the horses running around and around to the music of beautiful Ohio, and I cried, tears streaming down my cheeks. I knew something important had happened to me that day, because Mr. Electrico, I felt changed. He gave me importance, immortality, a mystical gift. My life was turned around completely. It made me cold all over to think about it, but I went home, and within days I started to write, I've never stopped. 77 years ago, and I've remembered it perfectly, I went back and saw him that night. He sat in the chair with his sword. They pulled the switch, and his hair stood up. He reached out with his sword and touched everyone in the front row, boys and girls, men and women, with the electricity that sizzled from the sword. And when he came to me, he touched me on the brow, and on the nose, and on the chin, and said to me in a whisper, live forever. Mm. And I decided to. Oh, that story makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry too. I love Ray Bradbury. Yep. So now you know part of the reason why I chose that name. And, you know, it reminds me so much too of... Uh, time when you took Middle Child to oh. a bookstore. Yes, I did. To the Doctor Who Festival. Doctor Who Day at Barnes & Noble. Yes. And she wore her fez and she wore her red bow tie. She did. And she wore her Doctor Who t-shirt. She did. And she was so terrified to walk in. Because no one would be there. place with all the she didn't know anyone would be there and no one would know how special doctor who was right and that she was the only one and she walked in and it was full of whovians right and that's <laughs> i didn't see her again you didn't she well in. she found a friend she found someone she knew from school was there Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had been very clingy to you walking she, well, in. The I, question was, what What if there's nobody here? What if I'm all by myself? I said, well, then you and I will have a good time. You and I will have a Doctor Who party. And mm-hmm. she walked in and the room was full of her people. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was the last I saw of her for yep. a couple of hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And her her nerdiness was given a validation that day. She was validation validated. That yes. day. Absolutely. Yeah. She, found Absolutely. Her, she found her tribe. She really did. Oh, Drift Glass. Oh, Blue Gal. I love you. I love you too. So I promised you a story. What a lovely story. <laughs> and I had to steal it from someone else. I, actually, I'm writing a story right now. And uh, as you, I don't know if you all know this, the motto of my blog from the day one is I don't try to yeah. predict the future. I try to prevent it. And that's a quote from Ray Bradbury. So 
I, I, my life was saved. It was turned around by a fourth or fifth grade teacher who gave me a copy of Dandelion Wine. Saw that I was having real, real trouble in, in school, in my life, and said, you, I think you'd like this. And uh-huh. I just, it, it turned me around. So hope we can do a little bit something along those lines for you guys every week, although most of what we talk about is politics. Well, and and so many of our listeners help us every week oh, with yeah. either a donation or a letter or an email or a yeah. sunny yellow card. Every yeah. everything we get, we appreciate. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Rocco, and Rocco celebrated his fifteenth birthday this week. Happy birthday, Rocco. And of course, Rocco eats freshly poured cat food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store direct, your cat will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. And you can visit Rocco at our Facebook page or website. And you can send your internet kitty or other pet to us. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Bosco just walked in the in the room. He just walked in and sniffed my foot. You're singing the song, you know? Yeah, you, know you know the song. It's the deal. It's the deal we have, right? It's the arrangement. I'm salivating over here. Come on. <laughs> You can send your internet kitty or other pet to us at our email address, prolefpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We do love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Hashtag save the post save office. Save the post office. Save the post office. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, or as we've said, if you need a little indulgence for having cashed your Trump COVID check, yeah. uh, feel free. We we appreciate a coffee donation or whatever you can send. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at proleftpod.com. Uh, shout out to our Patreon donors this week and, and a yeah. thanks to Tammy. She makes sure that the Patreon people get early notification of our podcast and it goes up on YouTube that way too. So we appreciate Tammy yeah. for doing that for both of us. Uh, please share our show on social media and thank you so much guys for doing that. We appreciate it. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Lugal, the Internet Kitties mastered the basics of sheltering in place, eat, sleep, play, poop, years ago. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, dubbing. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2019-2020, DGBG Productions.